I'm Amy from Bruja and welcome to Brew Happy, the podcast that invites you to be part of a conversation. We're looking at how marketing companies and professionals can consider the bigger picture rather than being entirely focused on product, copy and deliverables and all in the time that it takes to brew and enjoy a cup of tea or coffee. So pop the kettle on and we'll get started. The environmental impact of the housing industry is significant. We all know this. So the question is, how can we change the way the housing industry operates to mitigate its contribution to the climate crisis? The thing is, well, this is larger than just answering that one question. (laughs) If only it was that simple. No. See, there is so much more to unpack and examine when it comes to this topic. And over the coming weeks, that is what we intend to do. And as the science continues to delve into the details of climate change, there will always be new answers sought to questions we haven't realised we want to ask yet. Climate crisis is only the most recent term in which we describe the impact human life is having on the planet. Initially, 19th century scientists began to suspect the natural changes in the Earth's paleoclimate were brought about because of the natural greenhouse effect. This theory was then expanded later in the century when scientists argued that the emissions caused by humans could contribute to these changes in the climate. The 1960s saw the increasingly convincing thought that the planet's warming could be attributed to carbon emissions, as well as the pollutants generated in the forms of atmospheric aerosols. This point of view was increasingly favoured by the 1970s, and it was in 1975 that the term global warming was first documented. Wallace Brocker, an American scientist, included these two words in the title of his article, Climate Change, Are We on the Brink of a Pronounced Global Warming? The opening line of the article's abstract reads, If man-made dust is unimportant as a major cause of climate change, then a strong case can be made that the present cooling trend, within a decade or so, give way to a pronounced warming induced by carbon dioxide. If you wanted to have a read of that article, you can find a link to it in the notes for this episode. With computer modelling becoming increasingly more reliable throughout the 90s, the scientific community was beginning to settle on an agreed theory. Greenhouse gases played a significant role in the changes seen in the world's climate, and that human-caused emissions were contributing in a way that was bringing about a discernible warming in the Earth's temperature. When we talk about climate change, we're talking about the significant and lasting change in the weather patterns on Earth. This pattern ranges from decades to millennia and include changes in average weather conditions or in the distribution of weather patterns around those averages, for example, more or less extreme weather events. There are many factors that contribute to climate change. Ocean currents, biotic processes, changes in solar radiation, tectonic shifts and the resulting volcanic eruptions. And then, of course, there's us. So, where are we sitting today? And yes, that is a cue for the statistics. There are a number of events that provide evidence of rapid climate change. Since the 19th century, the average surface temperature has risen roughly 1.19 degrees, most of which happened in the last 40 years, with the last seven being the worst of those. Because the oceans absorb much of that extra heat, 90% in fact, according to NASA, the top 100 metres is showing warming of more than 0.33 degrees Celsius. 
Both the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets have significantly decreased in mass. Greenland has lost an average of 279 billion tonnes of ice per year between 1993 and 2009, and Antarctica has lost about 148 billion tonnes. It's not just the ice sheets that are shrinking. Glaciers, the Arctic sea ice and global snow cover are all on the shrink. Oceans have risen 20 centimetres in the last 100 years and accelerating, and the acidity of the sea surface waters has increased by 30% as a result of the increased carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It is this carbon dioxide emission that the UK's government has set out to battle, with the target of becoming net zero by 2050. According to the 2020 Carbon Brief Analysis, we are halfway there. The 2020 greenhouse gas emissions are 51% lower than those of 1990. In 2019, the Climate Change Committee outlined the actions needed. They are resource and energy efficiency that reduces demand for energy across the economy, societal changes that lead to a lower demand of carbon-intensive activities, Extensive electrification, particularly of transport and heating, supported by major expansion of renewable and other low-carbon power generation. Development of a hydrogen economy to service demands for some industrial procedures for energy-dense applications in long-distance HEVs and ships, and for electricity and heating in peak periods, and carbon capture and storage, CCS, in industry with bioenergy, for GHG removal from the atmosphere, and very likely for hydrogen and electricity production. Global warming and climate change have had many well-known heroes over the last 30-ish years. Al Gore, former American Vice President, the ever-youthful Jane Fonda, and of course Greta Thunberg are to name but a few. Alongside these globally recognised names are those within the housing industry who are working just as tirelessly to find ways of lowering emissions and reducing the impact on the planet. With the UK's housing stock contributing 20% to carbon emissions in this country, we're going to explore this theme and speak to experts within the housing industry, such as Russell Smith, who is founder of Retrofit Works and Managing Director of Parity Projects. Carl Wallace, Managing Director of Thematic Homes, Richard Braid, Managing Director of Systemizer and Caraflow, as well as others. Each has a unique outlook on the effects the housing industry has on carbon emissions, and we'll be talking to them about how their experiences have informed their approach in assisting with the meeting of that net zero goal. It's going to be a fascinating exploration of the impact this industry is having on the world, and I hope that you find the conversations as illuminating to listen to as I have had in having them. Until the next episode, thanks for spending time, guys. You will find a rough transcript of this episode in the podcast page of our website, brujamarketing.com, and that's where you'll also find links to articles and other interesting bits and pieces that I found while writing this episode, should you like to read a little bit more. So, I shall leave you to the rest of your day, and I look forward to sharing a cuppa with you next time. Till then, have fun. Have fun.